Welcome back. So glad you are spending your evening with us here on Tech Vibe Radio. And I got a great co-host with me tonight, filling in for Audrey Russo as she recovers from the laryngitis. We have David Gerwin from Buchanan, Ingersoll, and Rooney. David, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Very good stuff. It's good to reconnect with you again. You'd been on Tech Vibe many years ago. Many times. Through, one, through our many iterations, and so we're glad to have you back. And not just back, but co-hosting with me the entire night. So I'm glad you're sticking around, <laughs> helping me ask the questions and talk with some really great guests like we have right now. Should be good fun, thanks. Absolutely. You know, Eaton, big old company, huge presence around the world, but also right here in Western Pennsylvania. And I tell you what, we have Rupert Russinello here. Rupert, thanks for, thanks for hanging out, putting on the headsets, and spending a little time in the studio with us tonight. Jonathan, thanks for having me. Yeah, so quickly, about yourself. Who are you? Well, we want to know. I've uh, been with uh, with Eaton about 30 years. Just 30 years. Now. Actually started with uh, with Westinghouse uh, in the late 80s okay. uh, here in eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, became part of Eaton in 1994. Um, spent about 20 years on the electrical side of the business, uh, about seven years with our hydraulics business. Nice. And then came back as Cooper and Eaton came together at the end of 2013. Very, very cool. And then just tell us a little bit about Eaton's presence, just, just generally. Because like I said before, big company. Like 90, how many employees? Like 95,000 people? Yeah. Yeah, Eaton, uh, I think the way to think about it is, is uh, I mean, we pride ourselves on, on making what matter works, but kind of in three power technology areas. One, okay. is, one is fluid power. So that's, uh, that's things like uh, on an airplane, literally the, the fuel system and the landing gear. Uh, mechanical power, so that's uh, like uh, transmissions on a, on a large Class A truck. And then electrical power um, and part of the business that I'm in. And so that's the, uh, the safe distribution electrical power and then the efficient use of, uh, of electricity for motors and lighting and other applications. That's what makes everything happen at the end of the Do day. That. You don't have modern civilization <laughs> without it. So thank you, Eaton, for making that stuff happen. Do we that. appreciate it. <laughs> very, very cool. So uh, talk about your commitment to the region. I know that like every year I see your name around the Carnegie Science Awards. And STEM education is such a big deal because you're thinking about the next generation of folks to be to be the engineers at at Eaton. Yeah, I think uh, on the on the professional side, clearly, when you think about those technologies and applications, heavy, heavy science, technology, engineering, and math requirement um, in uh, in our company and many others. On the personal side, my wife and I have uh, four kids. She's an engineer. I'm an engineer. And, and over the years, we've seen a lot of kids um, kind of get turned off um, to math and science prematurely. Um, part of it is is maybe kind of a heavy topic, but I think. Uh, Part of it is is also it's uh, it's a little cut and dried and uh, maybe not that exciting or kind of shrouded in other applications. So um, I've been the uh, the chairman of the Carnegie Science Awards um, for the last five years. The so. PTC we're we're a, a sponsor. We're there every year. Yep. One uh, year I got to hand out an award. Well, maybe uh, it was I know, exciting. I know somebody on the inside. Maybe we can do that again <laughs> this year. Um, so so that, that that recognizes students, uh, educators, and innovators um, in the region for for advancements in science, technology, engineering, math, and uh, one of the things I'm really uh, proud of in the, in the last um, two years, we've had had a, had a slight departure. So, so that activity typically builds up the capabilities um, in high school and then on into college in a profession. Um, we've recognized a similar need um, on the trade side, if you will. So installers of electrical equipment, mechanical equipment, Very uh, much carpenters, so, right? plumbers, uh, heavy heavy math. The element. trades are coming back. And, and we're short people. We, we really are. And so uh, one of the things that we added last year was uh, an award criteria around this teaching in, in the vocational area. So uh, college is in everybody's path. So some folks want to work outside or in, in the field and, and uh, maybe not as, as uh, heavy uh, STEM load. So um, really excited to, to see that happen in a, in a bigger way in, the, in Western PA. Without a doubt. Dave, what do you think about that? 
Well, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on the notion that college really isn't the path for everyone and this, the, uh, the idea that somehow uh, the failure to go to a four-year college is deemed to be something um, less noble than uh, going for a Votech or a community college or going through a trade thing when we are desperately short of highly Absolutely. skilled laborers. Very much and, so. And I think so many people fail to grasp the just the, the degree of sophistication uh, with these kinds of jobs and the, the level of knowledge that's really required to do it. And you hear time and time again that uh, there are all kinds of jobs that simply can't be filled here because you don't have people appropriately trained and educated to, to handle those tasks. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great idea to do that. I'm wondering just on a on a more global level whether the – I've often thought that the you know, the lack of a, of a robust manned space program seems to have taken some of the uh, pizzazz and, and inspiration for a lot of kids who, when I was growing up, wanted to be engineers, wanted to be physicists, wanted to go into the sciences. Now uh, it seems like without that kind of a national goal in mind, it, it's harder to sell kids on the, the notion of uh, these STEM jobs, but they're incredibly important. Yeah, I think what we see is, is – um uh, companies like uh, Google, companies like Apple, um, which are software heavy, typically, right. um, a lot of sizzle there. Um, Google is here in, in a big way in, in Pittsburgh, as, as you know, and so um, it's a war for talent for for engineers for sure. Uh, I think this, the Science Center is in a, in a unique position because um, with the with the Science Center itself, you've got kids that are doing interactive activities from elementary school and middle school, and uh, and if we if we branch out at that point. And I think we can have some some embedded messages there. Is how do you design and build a house? How do you go in and replace the plumbing in a house? That's things that you can do that are that are hands on and and kind of make that connection earlier on to to a, a trade or a vocation or or a profession. Um, so so locally, I think we have a, a unique opportunity to do that at the science center. And certainly, don't steer them yeah. towards one gender or the other. I mean, yeah, that's part yeah. of the problem historically. He's yeah. been absolutely. Just reminding our listeners, we are talking to Rupert Russinello from Eaton, hanging out with us tonight. And uh, you're one of 1,200 employees that are in the, the southwestern Pennsylvania region, mm-hmm. and you got a really cool facility up in up in Warrendale. It's part of the Eaton Power Systems Experience Center, the PSEC. Very cool place. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, um, you know the thing about electricity is you, you want it to be there and not really worry much about it. And so the experience don't want to worry about electricity <laughs> at all. So um, at, at the Experience Center, you, you literally see how power is generated, uh, distributed. And, and then um, in the applications everywhere from a residential application in your house, where right. you literally have a house set up with, with generators and, and load centers and satellite to a, a commercial application like behind a strip mall, all the way through to kind of heavy industry like a, a refinery or a manufacturing right. location. You need to bring some students out there on a regular basis. Like Great to, idea. Just like it, it'll take the place of the space program, right? Great idea. <laughs> right. Great idea. And uh, uh, there, there's, there's uh, courses that, that, are, that are given there for uh, engineers. Who are selecting products, installers who uh, like electricians that are putting it in, and then and then users. So, uh, a lot of folks coming through there. But great idea to bring more students in before they made their uh, their career choice. It should be mandatory. Make them I go agree. check I totally it out. Agree. <laughs> I love seeing that stuff in action because you realize that there's great companies that are making really hard stuff seem like the flip of a light switch, and that's what Eaton does exactly. And you never take it for granted as much as you do when the power goes out. Absolutely. And you still habitually will be reaching for switches and expecting <laughs> them to, to turn <laughs> on. So. Just expect it to be there. We, exactly. work, we work hard on making that happen. Absolutely. <laughs> very, very, very cool. So what else is happening with Eaton these days? 
in the uh, in the region. There's so much going on. It's like hard to focus on one area for me sometimes. Yeah, the, the um, we actually have, uh, uh, as you said, 1,200 folks. So yeah. uh, um, uh, manufacturing and, and supply chain mm-hmm. right here in the region. Um, heavy uh, engineering focus. So folks working on uh, new products and solutions. Um, as as well as our uh, uh, sales and, and and customer interfacing groups, um, so a- across the board uh, presence here, and uh, one of the things that uh, you know we're really looking at at now is um, the again you expect the electricity to be there, you expect it to be safe. Um, you hear this notion now of this uh, Internet of Things or IoT yes. or industrial IoT. Internet of Things, and so you know we've got a. a position kind of in that that architecture um we're again we're doing the the safe and, and reliable power but now there's an appetite for more information out of the electrical system um am i close to my max capacity or can i can i add some more loads on um once i get the information now i want to do some controls i want to do some things that in the past i i haven't wanted to do or i haven't been able to do so for example let's say uh, you know it's a it's a summer afternoon and we get uh, heavy thunder showers and the municipality has to pump all that rainwater and can't have anything spill out that's untreated. So they want to look at, hey, can, can I kind of sweat my system a little bit, right, run right. it a little bit harder right, for, right. you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then kind of bring the protection back? Well, I've got to have the information about what's going on with my system, and I've got to have the ability to control it and change things. Um, so, so, you know, IoT is a bit of a buzzword, but it's basically kind of smart connected devices that help you do applications that either you didn't know you needed to do before, or maybe were really expensive to do. Do you find that or uh, anticipate that that's actually going to filter down to the consumer level where, where people are going to kind of micromanage their own household uh, electricity usages in the same way? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's this kind of uh, notion of a, of a micro grid or even a nano grid at your house. So when you think about, you know, in a lot of cases, Folks have solar on the roof and or a standby generator and or power from the utility. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if you were proactive, you could, you could pull, the, pull the power from one of the different sources to make sure you have it reliably, but also less expensively. And so we, we see that happening in the household now. And so we have technology that basically the circuit breakers that are in the load center in your house take the place of the meter for the utility you get the data, and then you can also turn loads on and off based on whether you want to be fair from the generator, the solar power. That's what I'm talking about, and that's that, that's like the future right there. And to know that Eaton's working on that kind of stuff, I just think is absolutely fantastic. We've got about a minute or so left. If people want to learn more about Eaton, where can they go and just really just explore all the different angles where Eaton kind sure. of has its Sure, its I would process. say, you know, uh, anybody with access to the internet, uh, Eaton.com is a great place to start. Okay. And then uh, you mentioned the Experience Center yeah. in Warrendale. It's just uh, west of uh, 76 and, and, and 70. Uh, as, as you mentioned, we have, we have courses, we have open houses. So if you, if you want to see technologies and solutions that matter in your life, whether it's the work side or the home side, we'd love to see anytime. Really, really cool. Thank you for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. And uh, to have you be here, I think it's just great for people to know what you guys are up to. Really appreciate it. Thank All you All the much. way around. We're, we're taking a quick break, but we're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio. We have Dr. Greg Reed from the Energy Institute, from uh, actually Pitts Energy Grid. It's like an, this is like a, a very energetic show, for lack of a better term, because we have a little focus on energy going on here. And I just kind of realized that, but it's exciting to be able to focus on these types of things. Anyhow, this is Jonathan Kirsting from the Pittsburgh Tech Council.